0: The Viewpoint is leading the conversation all across South Africa right now. Stay tuned to SAFM. 21, 20, 40 minutes left of this conversation. Three conversations to be had. Well, the math is pretty simple, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, high level stuff, high level stuff of very important conversation and one that is as personal as they come to me. We're talking in today being World Diabetes Day. In that context, I'm only minded to remember my late father, my current and living uncle, Uta Fares, Uta Mike, who is late, Uta Dungu Kaya, who is late. A good friend of mine, his father, who is late. And the common thread between all of these people is diabetes. So nothing could be more personal for me than a conversation as important of the kind. And that is my guest this evening is Dr. Patrick Biotti, chairperson of the Diabetes Alliance and senior program manager at the University of Pretoria's Diabetes Research Center. Now, of course, you know what I've said and I continue to say it because it is an important statement to make. Today... 14 November marks World Diabetes Day. Some 71%, did you know, 71% of deaths globally are due to non-communicable diseases, of which diabetes is one of them. That is according to the NCD Alliance in an international civil society network. Specifically in South Africa, according to Status A, diabetes is the second leading cause of a death after tuberculosis. Not anything to do with COVID, might I tell you. Tuberculosis. Of course, we all know this. This evening, we look at the strides made in the fight against diabetes, access to medication, among other things. We talk about the University of Pretoria's Diabetes Research Centre's diabetes diabetes summit that discussed the implementation of the 90, 60, 50 targets for diabetes and hypertension. Of course, the goal is to ensure that 90% of all people over 18 years of age who have diabetes or hypertension are diagnosed. 60% of people who are diagnosed then receive intervention, and 50% of the people receiving intervention indeed is controlled. Dr. Patrick Pioti, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SFM. It's a pleasure to have you here. It's my first time talking to you. Yeah, diabetes, it is something rather very serious. Biggest killer in the country only after TB, so this is not something we should ignore, not in the least.
1: Yes, uh, thank you, Sangezo and good evening to you and to your listeners. Indeed, um, I would describe the situation as having a HA crisis proportions. as you say, is the number two killer after uh, tuberculosis. But when you zoom closely, you will realize that diabetes is actually the number one killer among women. So a woman living in South Africa has more chances of dying of diabetes than any other, any other thing. And uh, recently also the uh, Statistics South Africa has released some statistics that also really are concerning is that over the past 10 years, the number of deaths due to diabetes have doubled. When you, hear, you look at the overall trend of mortality in South Africa, most of the causes have decreased, but NCDs and diabetes in particular has continued to increase. And you zoom then closely, you realize that it's black people and so-called colored people that are the most affected by this situation.
0: Why does it follow these sorts of lines? One, why specifically a woman? I mean, I did read the fact that gestational diabetes is just one of those things that develops during pregnancy and sort as if there's anything particularly that a woman could do it's just one of those things that comes with the condition of pregnancy so in a way it might be explained but what is the actual scientific explanation behind that what would be the imbalances that create for the occasioning of diabetes and specifically why would it also follow these particular demographic patterns of african persons and colored persons in particular
1: Yes, we'll have to break your question in two. Hmm. Uh,
0: When it comes to the reason or the
1: factors contributing to the woman being the most affected, you will realize that in South Africa, uh, when we talk of obesity and overweight, uh, it is estimated, if I have my number correct, that almost more than half of the female population is obese or overweight. So that is already a big contributor. Mm-hmm. and then you look at the type of society where you live in where exercising and 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 and, and, and living an active lifestyle is not quite uh, there yet when it comes to the female population but this also has uh, some some reasons for example imagine somebody who is in soweto a young lady she has been working the whole day she comes home at seven are you expecting her to go for a jog after dark and when we notice the level of and safety and security that we have so there are various soci- societal environmental and also biological fact but bi- biological factors you've mentioned uh, uh, diabetes uh, in pregnancy that is a factor because uh, some of the women who have diabetes in pregnancy might develop up to diabetes later on in life so it's really a complex and multifactorial uh, 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 situation here that contribute to women being most most affected but now when you look at those cause of the, those those the situation the high increase of death among black and 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 in and, 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 and colored you remember that because of the past and the the, 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 the disadvantage inequities that we have in the South African societies black people and colored are the one who have less access to quality care So that is also a contributor. And some of them don't have access to proper education. You know that with diabetes, education of the patient is very critical. And the quality of care that you receive is also critical. So if you you are disadvantaged in that sense, definitely your outcome will not be uh, 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 positive.
0: Let's talk about the fact that diabetes is indeed an NCD, non-communicable disease, and it's a medical condition or disease by which definition is non-infectious and cannot be passed from person to person. Just that statement against the fact that you would also hear the word against such conditions being hereditary. So in other words, the critical scientific distinction to the extent that you can take it that far, in other words, it cannot be passed from person to person against the statement, it is nonetheless something that can be hereditary. Just draw for us, please, that distinction.
1: So I have a good friend of mine who makes a distinction that although we describe things like diabetes as being non-communicable, he makes the point that is it actually true When you go to the mall and you observe families walking around, chances are when you come across a father and a mother who are overweight or obese, the kids will be overweight or obese. They haven't transmitted it. They wouldn't transmit diabetes as you transmit the virus of HIV or the the bacteria for tuberculosis. But through the fact that as a family or as a community, we share the common, the same environment, we share the same lifestyle habits we tend to kind of transmit diabetes that's the point that my that my friend my 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 good friend makes
0: so certainly in yes, a behavioral context i think is what yes, speaking to. yes yes indeed indeed so
1: that because when you have that change of mind it makes your approach to, to prevention different hmm. you realize that you need to not only approach it by the adults but also the the, the, the kids because now we realize that even children at a younger age are developing type 2 diabetes. which was not the, the case before. So he, as you mentioned, the behavioral aspect of it. So when we talk of, of family history in, in, in diabetes, you, you clearly describe in your information how you realize that in your family a lot of uncles, parents and have been affected. Mm. There is a, it, There hasn't been a clear de- genetic link, but... When there's a family presence of family history, it's an additional factor. Maybe it's because of the behavioral aspect of of, of diabetes.
0: That's an important point to make. Now, let's distinguish between the types of diabetes that exist. One would obviously hear type 1 Mm -hmm. and type 2, and I've obviously made reference to the fact that gestational diabetes leads, generally speaking, women to get type 2 diabetes. What are we actually talking about here, and what is a quick and simple way for the ordinary common person in the street to be able to know what they are talking about, they being those in the field of medicine, between type mm-hmm. 1 and type 2 diabetes?
1: Yes, no, thank you for this question. Indeed,
0: there are many types, and but those are the main ones.
1: Type 1, typically, is a younger person. The mechanism is that the body of that person is attacking itself. We call it in medicine autoimmune mechanism. So the body will attack the the pancreas specifically and destroy that part of the pancreas that produce insulin. So that person cannot produce insulin, therefore cannot regulate the level of sugar in their blood. They develop type 1 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes is an older person. That's what has been described as a condition associated with lifestyle choices or lifestyle uh, habits for example lack of exercising for example uh, 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 sedentary lifestyle and uh, healthy diet and and those risk factors so those will contribute to type 2 diabetes and you find somebody with 35 40 years old yes because of overweight and obesity you have younger kids now that are appearing sometimes even 18 year old 20 year old but these are really extreme cases so that's this is the differentiation between type 1 in type two, we can get deeper but as you requested for a, a broad, simple layman uh, term
0: definition, that's how I could put it. That's as simple as it gets. Thanks so much, uh-huh. Doctor Piotti. For those of you who are joining us very quickly and I'm about to wrap up the conversation with the chairperson of Diabetes Alliance and senior programme manager at University of Pretoria's Diabetes Research Center. You mentioned that typically type 2 finds itself in older persons, but that is not to say, and this is where perhaps I'm inviting you to clear the myth or the stereotypes, which are themselves dangerous, that diabetes is an old person's disease. That is not necessarily true, is it?
1: No, it's not true at all. We have now, because of uh, uh, a healthy lifestyle, people of a younger age i think somebody told me that the the, the youngest case of type 2 diabetes in south africa might be 14 year old or something like that which is quite scary but it's because of the access of of uh, uh, high uh, uh, energy sources foods you see the the, the, the the fast food you see kids are in front of the computer playing games and it's in, in any case not always safe to play outside so all those societal factors are now contributing to that situation of younger people having type 2 diabetes.
0: Fantastic. Let's leave it there, but only after you answer this particular question. Can it ever be stressed enough from a public health advocacy perspective and to engage some of the things that have been common in your representations this evening, that it is a lifestyle thing, it's how one looks at, rather it is how one or families or individuals or society, generally speaking, conduct their lifestyles, given the examples of a particular family at and how type 2 generally finds its way into somebody's system. Let's go from an advocacy perspective the importance of lifestyle for non communicable diseases not to become a reality in one.
1: Yes, it's very important, but I will say we need, to, there are different responsibilities at different levels. An individual has his responsibilities. But also, a, a government has its responsibilities. We need to create an, an environment that, that is in favor of people adopting healthy lifestyle. We need to to make healthy food options more accessible. You need to have a safe environment where people can exercise and have access to maybe public gyms and those kind of things because it's not everybody who can afford to pay a subscription to access to a gym. So we have responsibilities as individuals, but society has a responsibility, the government has a responsibility, so that all together we can live healthy lifestyles.
0: It certainly is possible. Thank you so much, Dr. Patrick Purity who is at University of Pretoria's Diabetes Research Center. Also, he is the chairperson of the Diabetes Alliance. Sir, so, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate that. That was the good doctor talking to us on this very important day, and a very important day just for us to know. 14th November marks World Diabetes Day. 21.33 is the time. Two more conversations to go.